Yo. Good day, Mr. Ornstein. How are you doing? I'm doing well. What are we talking about today? Fitness. 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 Yeah. And not not the app that uh, Uncle Bob built 30 years ago that he's still talking about, right? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> you have not read enough uh, Agile practices, principles, and patterns in C Sharp or, or whatever to get yeah. my nerdy programmer jokes. Just just trying to say I'm still a programmer, you know what I mean? Got to start yeah, the episode yeah. with an inside hacker joke there, you know? I like it. All right, so so fitness for hackers is our topic today. Fitness for hackers. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this is particularly timely because you have gone through a fitness transformation over the past period of time. Yeah, that has been a big focus for me for about the last year and a bit. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be kind of our anchor for the episode is talking about the specifics of that. What mm-hmm. happened? What did you do? How did you change? Because there's a lot of like habit change and thought change and all that. And then we have maybe some other like side topics we'll get off into once we've yeah. given that good treatment. Sounds good. So yeah, where do you want to start? Like from the outside, this makes sense to me because like we, so we hung out in Miami not too long ago. It was just like, I, I met you a few years ago and the difference from then to now is like pretty, pretty insane. Like you've lost a ton of fat since I met you mm-hmm. and it's inspiring. And uh, I think you Thanks, stripped man. away the, you stripped away the noise. Like yeah. I think you always had like a good base of muscle cause you did a lot of power lifting. Yeah. 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 But it was just like covered. And then you were just like, what if I just got rid of this part? Yeah. And it was like, Jesus, look at those abs. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, maybe I'll start with just kind of like a little bit of like recent history and then I can maybe explain a little bit more of like the backstory. Yeah. But basically, you know, last May I just kind of decided, fuck this. Like I'm sick of being overweight. I was like 250 pounds. And, you know, I think like every overweight person, like every couple of weeks or months has one of these moments and it's just kind of hard. Maybe you do like well for a day or maybe you say you're going to start tomorrow and, you know, maybe you do well for a couple of weeks and then like, you just fall back in your old habits, whatever. It's like a really, it's a really hard thing to change. But um, this time, you know, that that May, I just kind of decided, like, I really want to be just done. And major key for me was what I wanted was like accountability. I wanted like someone who I could basically pay to give a shit if I was doing what I needed to do to get in shape. I didn't need advice. I didn't need a fitness plan. Like I needed, I needed tools to kind of help me change my habits and stuff, but I didn't really need like, here's your, your list of foods that you're going to eat this week. Here's like the exercise you should be doing in the gym and how often you should be going. Like, I think most people know, like when they pick up something to put it in their mouth, whether it's like going to contribute positively or negatively towards like their health, you know? Um, and I've been training for a long time. So I just kind of have ways that I like to train, you know, I didn't really need advice on that. But I did need someone to just like give a shit that I was doing the things that I needed to do and just be like, what's going on when I I don't do it, you know, just a little bit of like external help. So what helped me like really just kickstart things and get things going well this time was I found this company, My Body Tutor, that I've heard tons of other people start using kind of like just around the same time, uh, coincidentally. And now I know a lot of friends have like started using it after hearing it from me, but this is just like a service that I pay like 300 bucks a month for. And I 
I send my coach a picture of every single thing that I eat and I write up a journal at the end of every single day that says what I did activity wise, like how much sleep I got, three things I'm grateful for that day. A lot of stuff that just like helps you build like a more positive mindset around things and gets you out of this trap of just like being negative, which leads to like overeating and, and stuff like that. Mm. So, so that was kind of like the, the secret that kind of got me kickstarted, I think helped me sort of like build enough momentum to get a bit of a streak going and do well. Um, so yeah, May, I just kind of said, fuck this. I don't want to be 250 pounds anymore. And then by about Christmas time, I was down to like, you know, 185 pounds, which was my goal. Damn. And I've been holding steady around there ever since. I find it more challenging to stay at that weight than I did to get down, honestly, um, mm. because there's not really like a goal element to it. Like I'm a pretty competitive person, um, which is maybe, you know, we can talk about that more. But yeah, that's kind of what happened. You know, I just decided I'm going to get in shape in May. Um, got serious about training again, got really serious about my diet and, uh, you know, you stick to it long enough and don't fuck up and have some support along the way. And, uh, yeah, by the end of the year, I was down to 185 in the best shape of my life. Do you have body fat measurements from those times? I don't, I would love okay. to have had those, but yeah. annoyingly we don't really have like easy access to like bod pods and stuff yeah. uh, near where I live. But I would love mm -hmm. to do that at some point. You've got before and after pictures that you've like shared. I got before and after photos. I, I would estimate that I was like close to probably 35% body fat at least yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think like at the lowest that I got, which was like 178, which is around the time that we went to Miami, my guess is I was probably like 11 or 12% body fat yeah. around that, that time. That was my guess as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a massive change, like 65 pounds in seven months, which by the way, we should, we should include the pictures in the show notes so people can yeah, see what we're talking for about. Sure. Is, do you feel like your body is in like claw back mode now? What do you mean by that? Uh, like, I feel like you, you probably spent a long time around 250 mm -hmm. and that was like kind of like your default spot and you like push yourself out of your equilibrium super hard. Yeah. And... I was just wondering if you're feeling like the sort of like the pendulum wants to swing back the other way. And it's like, I think it does. Yeah. And it's, it's hard fighting against that. Like, like I was kind of saying in the beginning and like throughout the whole process, it's like every day, like is exciting to get on the scale and just see, did I make any progress? You know, like you're, you've got this like goal, you're trying to make progress. You're trying to reach the next milestone. Like for me, it was every like five pounds was like a gold star, you know? And every time I yeah, could get yeah. into like the next 10, like when I saw like, you know, 229 for the first time it's like i'm never seeing two three on there ever again mm. and that and that was fun and motivating and, and sort of like rewarding now it's harder because it's like okay i just wanted to say the same number every single day so there's not a lot of just like excitement around it which which yeah. makes it harder uh, but i still work with like the accountability coach and I don't know how they normally do it. I, I don't think people usually stick on as long as I have, but I just like know that I've lost a little bit of weight before and gained it back. And I plan to be like, use this service for much longer in maintenance than I did in like the initial phase. I think, cause that's where I think I need the most support and reinforcement and just like helping totally. me do the, the smart things. Like I'm not quite where I want to be with this like habit wise, but I, my goal is to just like, change my entire identity around this stuff. You know, like I just, mm. I want to think of like overeating the same way I think of smoking, you know, it's just like, it doesn't appeal to me in any way, you know, I'm like put off by it more than anything. 
And I think it's just like, I think about that James Clear quote a lot where it's like every action you take is like a vote for the person you want to become. Where it's like, if you yeah. can just like, you know, not order dessert at a restaurant, like a hundred times in a row, like you probably just aren't going to be someone who orders dessert at a restaurant anymore, you know, mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been harder at this point, you know, and I was like down as low as 178 and then back up to like, you know, 195 and I'm about like 190 right now. So I'm trying to like narrow like the swinging there, but yeah. still, yeah. Holding around where I, where I want to be goal wise. Um, so like it's about accountability, not knowledge, right? It's not like you didn't know how to do this. I think there's, for me, for sure, there's a bit of knowledge that I think you want. I, I think especially probably around training, there's more to learn there, I think, even though there's some pretty low-hanging fruit. You know, like you can you can spend an afternoon and like be way ahead of the game. I, I think if mm. it's similar to like, like personal finance and like personal investing, like so many people work with like someone at the bank who's selling the mutual funds and stuff like that, and they don't really know what's happening or what the fees are or whatever but if you just spend like one afternoon reading a couple blog posts on index investing you're like ahead of 95 percent of people you know i think that the same is true for for fitness stuff um yeah. but yeah when it comes to nutrition stuff i mean like fruit snacks aren't actually healthy even though they have fruit in the name you know but right. beyond yeah. like some of that basic stuff i think most people sort of know that like yeah vegetables and lean proteins and not filling up on bread and sugar and stuff is, you know, sort of like the 80, 20 sort of yeah, simple yeah. rules. But yeah, for me, it was definitely more about the accountability, trying to build better habits than it was about just like, Oh shit, I've been eating ice cream this whole time and I should have been eating broccoli. If only I had known, you know? <laughs> yeah. This is like the classic life thing. It's, it's I feel like it's usually not about the knowledge. It's about, can, do you consistently apply it? Yeah. It's about, discipline you know um yeah well it's almost like outsourcing discipline a little bit or getting it getting help with the yes, discipline yes seemed to make the difference here for you yeah that was definitely crucial for sure mm -hmm. i think i think we should go a little bit deeper and talk about like what is your what are your actual routine like like training wise and maybe also like typical eating yeah okay so i think like Let's do like the diet stuff first and then we can talk about training stuff because I can talk a bit about like my training history too and how things have have changed because okay. I think there's a lot of interesting things there. Um, diet wise, like like we kind of been saying, it's not about like knowing what foods to eat and what foods not to eat. Although again, there's some minimum bar there where you probably want a little bit of, <laughs> you need to know that ice cream is bad for yeah. you. But um, beyond that, it's about like how you eat. So with losing weight, like, 100% the key is just like to eat less food. It's not about exercise. You know, you can't just like run and run and run and run and burn all the fat off without changing how you eat. Like, yeah, to some extreme point, if you manage to do enough exercise to burn like 2000 calories a day and you eat exactly the same as you were doing and you don't let the fact that you burned 2000 calories and you're way fucking hungrier cause you to like eat more food, then yes, you can like lose weight through pure exercise. But I don't think that's really realistic. Yeah. The, the key is to just eat way less food. And you do that by picking food that's less calorically dense, you know, where you can eat a whole bowl of broccoli and it's like 75 calories, you know, and just by like changing your, your eating habits. So the most important one for me, and this is stuff that I 
got a lot of help and support with from the the coach that I work with. The key one for me is like only eating until I'm satisfied, not until I'm full. And it's basically like they taught me about this idea of kind of like a hunger scale. There's a few different versions of this, but in general, you want to think about it as like, there's different places you can be. You can either be like, I'm fucking starving and like my stomach is in pain because I'm like so hungry and I would eat anything you put in front of me and I would eat tons of it. There's like, oh man, I'm pretty hungry right now. And I'm like looking forward to a meal. There's like, I'm not thinking about food right now. I'm not full. I'm not hungry. I'm just like comfortable and food isn't on my mind. You know, there's like, I am a bit full, you know, like, oh man, I kind of like, feeling a little heavy right now. I wouldn't want to like go for a jog right now. I kind of just want to chill. And then there's like, I'm basically in a coma because I like ate myself to death and like, I'm going to go to bed and it's going to be hard to fall asleep because I'm so uncomfortable and I'm still going to feel horrible when I wake up and I can't wait for this to be over. You know, like those are sort of like the five zones that I sort of think of it in. And what I was taught was basically you never want to like eat yourself out of like that middle zone. You know, you want to eat until... It's like, I'm not really thinking about food right now. I could definitely eat more. I could put more in my mouth and more in my stomach and I wouldn't feel that much worse. Um, but like the measurement, the reference point that I was given is like, you want to be able to feel like after you're done your meal, you could immediately go for a light jog. And that doesn't sound like a bad idea, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, and that's like a good little heuristic that really helped me to just like recognize like when I'd eaten enough. And then an another thing that helped was just like, picking like my portions for a meal and just kind of looking at it with my eyes and convincing myself like this is enough food for a meal. You know what I mean? I don't need more than this. If I imagine this like inside of me, that's like enough. Yeah, yeah. And just sort of like noticing that and being good with that. Even if like, oh, I could still eat more. Oh, I think I could squeeze another thing in if I, you know, whatever. It's just like, no, like, I visualized what was there. That was enough food for someone to consume for a meal. So once I'm done that, I'm going to stop. Um, that was like another thing yeah. that helped a lot. I, I had the same experience. So I actually, I hired a coach a couple of years ago for sort of a similar similar thing. Uh, I wanted to lean out a little bit. And I had the, I got the same advice, although with a slight tweet. They, one of their things was eat more slowly, like slow down. Because, yeah, I was going to mention yeah, that one Yeah, it takes too. time for that like signal of like, oh, I'm not really hungry anymore to get to you. And when I started doing that, I was pretty shocked to discover that like I was on like close to 100% of my meals, I was eating until I felt uncomfortable later. Yeah. And when I yeah. really slowed down, I would realize like, oh, if I have like a half a burrito with rice in it, I'm pretty full at lunch. And like I was just yeah. jamming the whole thing yeah. in there. And then later being like, oh, Jesus, wow. Yeah. And you feel fine for like 15 minutes after you're done. And then it's like, wait yeah. a minute. You and know? I, and, and yeah. this was just me like all the time. And I sort of hadn't like ever stopped to be like, what is the right amount of food? Like, how should I feel? And like, what what do I need to do to, to yeah. modify that? And it was, I feel like I didn't really yeah. do anything else that this coach told me except that. And I like was just like, I watched my like, like fat levels go down because I just wasn't yeah, constantly 100%. binging basically. Yeah. The thing that helped me a lot with that was... um basically putting down like my fork or whatever between every single mm -hmm. bite. So prepare something, put it in your mouth, put the fork down. Don't prepare the next bite until you've swallowed the previous one. That sounds like you might think you're already doing that, but I definitely was not like I was preparing like the next bite right after the first one was already in my mouth. And then just like, it's just sitting there and I'm like, Oh, I got to get this other one out of the way so I can take this next one. You know, like 
going really fast. Another thing that helps is like take a sip of water between every single bite, mm -hmm. you know, just really like separate each thing. And that'll like triple the time that it takes you to eat anything <laughs> yeah. um, right there, which will make a big difference. Um, the other thing was just like making eating extremely boring. Hmm. So don't watch TV. Don't listen to a podcast. Don't like be reading Twitter. Um, just you sit at the table in silence and all you're doing is eating. And this made a huge difference for me because like, it just makes you realize that like, there's other things I want to do right now. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm not entertained. Like, can we get this over with so I can like get back to, mm hacking on the thing I was working on or, or whatever, you yeah. know? So just like make it something that you're like looking forward to it being over with, you know, um, that helped a lot. Yeah. I was surprised to notice, like I'm a pretty big person. Like I'm tall. I'm like mm -hmm. over 200 pounds, like reasonably lean. And I was still surprised to notice like how many meals when I slowed down were too much for me. Like it's like, Oh, yeah. actually this, yeah. Most things I'm served, like I would save, a third of it or a half of it sometimes. It's like, yeah. oh, wow, I had a really big breakfast. Yeah. I'm, I'm barely hungry at lunch, but we all went out for lunch. And so this, the burrito the size of my face is like way too much food for me right now. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I just like, that never really clicked for me. It's like food was just like, oh, the food arrives. You eat the food quickly because it feels good. And that was like mm -hmm. the end of the consideration. And like stepping back a little yeah. bit helped a lot for me. Yeah. I think something that helps us related to that, especially like when you're eating out at restaurants and stuff. And I did this like really religiously all of last year and I, I'm not doing it as much now. And I think I need to like get back into this habit is that literally never finishing my plate at a restaurant ever, no matter what. Like that's just like a black and white rule. It doesn't matter like how hungry I am. Like you're not allowed to finish like your plate because the food is way higher calories than anything you're going to prepare at home. And it, it's just like a really easy way to avoid overeating so and, and it also like lets you enjoy the food a little bit more too you don't have to necessarily just go and pick like the like least enjoyable thing on the menu or the thing that has like the lowest calorie number next to it in the menu just to try and convince yourself that you know that you're not making a horrible choice so i would go and to a restaurant and yeah i like my order like a small order of wings or something and maybe there's like eight wings but I'm leaving two, no matter what, you know, it's almost like at the beginning of the meal, you like set those two aside. I'm not allowed to eat those. And it's kind of fun in a way, you know, just to have like black and white rules for things like that. Something that I did a couple times, like when I just really didn't even trust myself or when I just like wanted to be really hardcore about it is like ask for a takeout box at the beginning of the meal and put a couple pieces of whatever I ordered in the takeout box because like, it's so much like more shameful to like take the takeout box off the seat next to you, put it on the table and open it up again <laughs> and like go for more nice. food than it is to just like grab a bite of something while it's just sitting on the like table, that. you know? Yeah. So that was a big one. That was the thing that I noticed too, is like if I, it's like getting stuff out of your visual field is weirdly effective. Yeah. It's like, that's again, like that atomic habits, like environment design stuff, right? Like just like, make it easy to do like the thing that the part of you that you're trying to be needs to do, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. just introduce a little extra friction to do the things that you don't want to do and remove some friction to the stuff that you do want to do. And it, it, it's crazy how much of an impact just little changes can have. Yeah. There's so much autonomy around eating where it's like, you just, Oh, it's, it's out in front of me. It looks tasty. I'll put it in my mouth versus mm -hmm. like, Oh, I just, 
I just rolled the chip. I just like rolled the chip bag up and put it back in the cabinet. And suddenly I don't want any more chips. Like it just doesn't even occur to me yes. really. And like, I realized like, oh, yeah. I'm actually pretty yeah, full yeah, yeah. versus just like hand yeah. in bag, hand in mouth, hand in bag, hand in mouth, like no conscious thought. at yeah, all. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And like related to that, like one of the things I have to do, like as just part of the coaching program that I'm in is I literally have to take pictures of every single thing I eat before I mm. eat it, which helps a lot too, because it's like, I'm about to eat this thing. I'm going to take on my phone and take a picture of it. There's, you're just like introducing more opportunities to like be aware of the choice that you're about mm-hmm. to make. And um, that makes a big difference for sure. Something else that helped like with, with restaurants is sometimes you find yourself in a situation where you need to eat at a restaurant and like you didn't really plan for it. You know, it's just like this is happening right now. This is like our option for eating because like xyz happened you know like we got a flat tire on the way home from ikea with the family so i guess we're stopping at mcdonald's you know because we need to wait for the tow truck and we're not gonna have time to cook when we get home and you could just like order something and overeat or what i have done that's helped me a lot is just in situations where like i didn't really like plan to be eating at a restaurant which is surprisingly often you know it just you just end up at places because of circumstances just make it a game to literally eat the healthiest thing on the menu. You know what I mean? And just like literally like make that a game, find the thing, figure out what can I combine here? You know, um, how can I like cheat at eating at McDonald's? You know what Mm. I mean? Like turn it into like a bit of a, a puzzle, you know? (laughs) And uh, that helped me a lot too. Mm. I think there's a lot of good substitutions that places will let you make too. Like, you can just be like, can I have, like, double the meat? And, like, can I get double vegetables instead of, like, the, the carb side kind of thing? I feel like it's, like, an easy yeah. change that basically everywhere will do. Yeah, yeah, definitely, like, I won't ever get fries with any meal ever, even if that's, like, what it right. says. You know, it's like, okay, I want to get the thing. It comes with fries. But I see over here with, like, the steak meal, you have, like, seasonal vegetables. Can I have some of those <laughs> instead? Yeah. You know, and it's never, never an issue. Totally. The nice thing about something like that is, like, you only have to just, like, have enough willpower to make that decision in that split second because like now that's what they're bringing you you know so you'd have to put in a different order for fries to actually yeah exactly exactly um which helps a lot do you think about macros much the only thing i think about is my protein intake and i don't take it that seriously Mm. my personal opinion is that a trap that a lot of people fall into when they're trying to get in shape is like obsessing over really minor details like that that just are not going to have the impact that simply like eating less is going to have. And if you overwhelm yourself with like trying to nail like your breakdown between your different macros and stuff like that, you're you're just kind of making it harder, Mm. you Mm -hmm. know, when like you don't need to be perfect at those things to like get results. I don't think that to me, like that's the sort of thing that matters. Like when you're, at a much more like elite level of fitness and you're trying to optimize something for the average 35% body fat person who wants to get down to like 16% body fat. I think you're just like making it harder on yourself unless you are one of these rare people where just like getting extremely obsessed with those sorts of details, like makes it more fun or easier to stick to than sure. But for me, I just, I feel like that's just like adding a layer of sort of like complexity and and a, and a layer of things where like you might fuck it up and then feel like well i fucked up today so i guess i'm just gonna like eat this tub of ice cream because like i was one percent under on my protein for the day yeah. so okay. 
you know it's just like it's just like more reasons to like be angry at yourself mm-hmm. or blame yourself for something in my opinion i don't know you think the 80 20 is mostly around total calories versus breakdown then and maybe with a bit of protein focus for you i i think so yeah. i think um i think the macro stuff like eating more protein and like less carbs and stuff like that is just like a good way to like feel full on less calories a lot of the yeah. time you know so it's not really so much about like oh i need these very specific ingredients to like make progress in terms of like what i'm putting into my body it's more just like well if i eat more meat and less bread you know that's going to help me like stay where i want to be in terms of like a caloric target because like that's the other thing I've, I've been doing i've tracked like my daily calories for let's see today will be my 458th day in a row of like tracking every single calorie that i've consumed wow. you know and i don't track it like i don't weigh my food or anything like that i go based on like what's on the box you know plus like an estimate based on a food that's similar in the app so i'm probably within like 20 percent or something but like I'm consistently within 20%. So I know, and even if I'm like underestimating by 20% every single day, I've been doing that for 458 days. So like, I know what like the right number to see in the app is to be in the right spot, even if that's not exactly what I'm eating, Mm -hmm. if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Um, But that's, that's made a huge difference too. And especially tracking during the day. So every time I eat something, putting it in there and I have just like on my home screen, I use lose it. So on my home screen, I have like one of those iOS like widgets that just says like, Today, I have 1,788 calories remaining, you know, and I can just see this all day anytime I open my phone and um, I just like, no, okay, well, I better have a light dinner if I'm at like 700 calories left for the day. Um, Something that I've fucked up in the past is if I, if I don't kind of track until the very end of the day, I just kind of go in and try to backfill everything. I always overate on those Mm. days. And I think the goal is to get to a point where like you're intuitively eating the right amount, but kind of like we talked about earlier, I think the best way to get there, um, and again, I'm not there yet, but what I'm hoping and betting on the best way being is to get there is to just like do it by any means necessary for a long time consistently until it's second nature. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So ideally I don't want to have to track calories every single day, but if I track calories every single day and hit the right amount of calories, every single day for five years, I feel like the first day that I don't track, I have like a better chance of just like being in the right ballpark than if I just tried to do it intuitively from day mm. one, you know? You worry that that you can like break that streak and then you're like, ah, it's, you know, like that begins the slide. I think it, there's a chance, you know, um, but I haven't broken it <laughs> so far and, I, and it's not that much work either, yeah. you know? So I'm if I had to do that for the rest of my life to just like, not get overweight and feel like shit again mm. like that seems worth it yeah know? do you feel like way different i i don't know or what feels different it's happened so gradually that it's hard you know i wish i could just like transport myself back to like w- what i weighed before to just see uh-huh. like how it compared yeah, yeah. i can say like one very specific thing that i noticed was like when i was like at my heaviest if i sneezed it like my whole body hurt mm. it felt like pressure through like all my like veins and arteries in my Whoa. body like my fingertips would be like swelling and in pain Whoa. from like after sneezing you know and that, i don't have that problem was now. your blood pressure <laughs> i mean sneezing is fine now yeah i'm guessing it's like a blood pressure yeah related thing you know um i can imagine your like biomarkers have improved a lot i don't know if you track yeah, this for sure 
I have like less back pain, but I can't attribute that entirely to weight loss because I've just been doing a lot to try and fix that deliberately also. Um, but yeah, I got to believe if I could do an AB comparison that it would be a lot better, but it happens so gradually that it's kind of hard to know. Yeah. I think the biggest benefits for me is just like the benefits you just have in like your own self-confidence. You know what I yep. mean? You just like feel better about how you look and how you fit in and environments where other people you know look good you know mm -hmm. it's funny for me to look back at like conference talk videos when i was like really overweight compared to now it's like man like i was like a little embarrassed then you know but i'm like even more embarrassed for myself now you know yeah. um <laughs> and uh those are the things like whatever yeah feeling better is good like living longer is good but i think just like mentally feeling you're not carrying this like constant baggage of like just remembering that you like are a fat piece of shit once in a while. You know what I mean? Like that sucks to not have to like have that little nagging thing in the back of my head is, is a big difference just in life, you know? Totally. I've used services like my body tutor before, like hiring an accountability coach and it's mm -hmm. something about it doesn't quite work for me or like at least it hasn't so far. Like I'm for some reason I'm just kind of okay. They like they text me and like what's going on. I'm like yeah, you're you're not important to me. I don't need to respond to this. And like yeah. I've sort of always fallen off the the accountability coach wagon when I try to make it somebody I don't know. Like you and I have done like the occasional like accountability challenge, yeah. and that is has been better. Like we spent a month. I think I was like meditating every day was the thing that month. Um, and uh, it helps when it's like a friend for me personally. But it, I'm like, I'm glad it's working yeah. for you. But I, I I maybe I should try this again because I. I like the idea of that working. I think like the key is like, it has to be someone who you like respect, mm. if that makes mm -hmm. sense. And not to say like, oh, I don't, by default, I like don't respect people or something like that. You want it to be someone who you'd be kind of like embarrassed if you had to, you know, tell this person that you dropped the ball mm. on something, yeah, like that. you know, like, like imagine like Patrick Collison was your accountability <laughs> buddy. Like, I think you would be doing great, you know? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to talk about training a little bit? Is there anything else on diet or yeah. you want to move to training? Yeah. I think like that's, that's kind of it. Like, I mean, I could say maybe specifically like some in terms of like what I eat day to day, especially on the days that I try to keep things light. Like I, I do protein shakes like quite a bit with just water and protein powder. And I try to use like fairly pure-ish protein powder, you know, where it's like a 30 gram scoop will have 27 grams of protein and it's like 120 calories. That's like about as good as I've been able to sort of find. Yeah. Um, so I'll do like three scoops of that for lunch a lot of the time. Three scoops, nice. And how, about, how many grams is that of protein? Uh, that is 81 grams of protein. Oh, nice. I like momentous protein. You know, like grass-fed mm -hmm. whey isolate. I, I like that. Yeah. It tastes good. This, this is like a thing that like just like tactically for me is useful. Is like um, my protein intake tends, like my natural protein intake is like not where it should be if I want to like for, for my yeah. like optimum. I think that's true for like most people. If totally. you're trying to go by like the recommendations of like one gram per pound of body Totally, yeah. Like my natural inclination is like about 100 grams a day, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so like yeah. I actually tracked my protein intake on Monday. This is this is like the 80-20 that tends to work for me is like like I, I want to lean out a little bit, add a little bit of muscle right now. Like I'm just like a little bit under trained, under fitness yeah. at, at the moment. And so like the 80-20 for me is almost always like a little bit less carbs and a good chunk of more protein. And so I tracked my protein for all of Monday and I hit 200 grams, which is my target. 
But to do it, I had to have 80 grams uh, of protein shakes. Otherwise, it was like, there's, just, there's no yeah. way I was getting there. So I had like a shake in the morning and a shake in the evening. And then I was yeah. like, and like a little yeah. more protein focused during the day. And that, that got me there. Yeah. Yeah. Like on the protein thing, like I aim for like 150, but again, I don't take it super, super seriously. But I think, uh, you know, everyone says it's important. So I like to believe it's important. Mm-hmm. When I was like, and we can talk about my training history, but I was, when I was at my strongest, I wasn't tracking protein intake, but I was just eating shitloads of food, you know? So I'm, I'm sure I was getting a bunch, but I also, um, my intuition is that like, total calorie count matters more than like total protein intake when it comes to just like building muscle. If you just don't give a shit and want to do it in the most reckless way possible. (laughs) Not my goal. Um, But um, yeah, the other thing that helps with the protein shakes is like, they're a good way to just like not want to eat. Um, Mm -hmm. So like another trick that I've used in the past is if I know like we're going to be going like we're taking my daughter to a birthday party or something and there's going to be like snacks and drinks or whatever i'll slam like three or four scoops of protein like right before we go and then it's like i don't want to touch anything there because i i've just like forced myself to be uncomfortable now you know know what i mean and there's like artificial sweetener in the shakes and so i I find that Mm -hmm. you that like will sort of satisfy if i'm like kind of craving a sweet thing it's like all right i'm not gonna have dessert but i'm gonna have one serving of this protein shake and it kind of stimulates that same thing yeah so that's been like another good trick is just kind of fill up before attempting environment that you know you're going to be entering. Yeah. You know, just, uh, I'm feeling like tactics are like kind of a nice thing to get out of this. And so like, um, yeah, going into the details, I think is nice. Do you want to maybe just share like a day of eating or like what your, what your thoughts are on that? Yeah. So yesterday was a bad day cause I was very, very stressed yesterday. So, uh, and my wife said, do you want to order pizza today? And normally I'd be like, oh, I'm trying to eat better, Catherine. And she, but today I was like, yeah, let's do that. So yesterday was was bad. How about a, a more model day, maybe? Well, and are you back on the wagon today? Like you, you... Yeah, I'm totally back on the wagon yeah. today. Like that's something that I've been better at for sure. And the accountability has helped with is like on a day where like you just don't pull it off and you make a mistake. Definitely in the past, like when I've tried to do things myself, the day after that would just kind of be like, you're still just kind of dwelling on like that and you just say, fuck it. You know, I'll get back to it eventually, but like I've already broken the streak at this point, but with like the coach that, that helps a lot, Mm. you know, just have basically like my coach, I write up that report every single night. As soon as I wake up in the morning, she's already like responded to all of it with like a very personalized advice for everything. And it's just like, there's a lot of like, okay, like back to it today type of stuff. Like send me a picture of the first thing you eat as soon as you eat it type of yep. thing. And it's, it's been huge, nice. you know? So I don't know, like something I've been doing like lately is I'll have like a croissant in the morning after my workout just to get like, cause I'm hungry, you know, and <laughs> want a bit of like sugar, um, on, uh, you know, like a regular day, like here's like a really light day, you know, this, and it's not that light, but it's a lightish day. I had a croissant for breakfast after my workout. For lunch, I had three scoops of protein. Um, for dinner, we had this like, we made this like homemade pizza recipe with just like flatbread and then like cauliflower and stuff. Like a pretty, hel- as healthy as a pizza is going to be, you know, with some broccoli. And then I had a bowl of grapes like an hour later um, as like a little snack. You know, so that was like an 1800 calorie day or something. Um the next day we went out for dinner. So I had a croissant in the morning still. I had protein shake for lunch. Um, and then we went out for dinner and I ordered like 
this like small pizza thing there. And that was the whole day, you know, and that was still like a 2000 calorie day. It wasn't really a big deal. It's easy to get to 2000 calories pretty fast. Sort of surprising. It sounds lighter. It is easy to get to 2000 calories. Yeah. Something that helps me a lot, especially during the week is just like only really having like one real meal. You know what I mean? Like one thing that feels like it should be like served on a plate, Mm. you know, with, (laughs) you know, but like a protein shake and like an apple during the day is like usually enough to sort of get me through for the longest time. I wasn't doing any breakfast at all. That's kind of like a somewhat newish thing, Mm. um, for me now. Interesting. Okay. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm not like avoiding food. I really like, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to be better about portions and, and stuff like that. And then, yeah, just like filling up during the day on stuff like protein shakes and stuff like that. Weekends are harder with kids days are kind of chaos and it's just like sometimes you feel like you just want to eat to be entertained because like taking care of like two kids that are five and under is it's a lot and it's mostly boring you know like it's obviously you love your kids and it's fun and they do cute stuff but like what entertains them doesn't entertain you you know what i mean so yeah. to like be able to like guys let's go out for lunch you know that's like an activity we can do today you know uh, yeah. that sort of thing happens a lot but yeah, I don't know if that helps, but that's like a, an example of a, a couple of days recently. And today has just been a protein shake because like I overate at dinner yesterday. Mm. Do you usually do like 80 grams of protein per shake when you're doing it? Yeah. Unless I know like I need room in the budget, you know, because each scoop is like 120 calories. So okay. if um, if I know I'm going to be having like a heavier dinner or something, I might just do two, but it's most of the time three, like almost always three. Cool. Okay. Nice. Uh, training training. So I think maybe like I'll start with a little bit of like background. Um, me and you did an episode on like full stack radio a long time about like, about like lifting and stuff. So we can recap some of that stuff. Basically like when I was like probably 20, I wanted to get into getting in shape and lifting and stuff like that. And I wanted to do it at home. I didn't really want to go to a gym and tried a bunch of different stuff until like what, I realized like the magic keywords that I needed to be Googling this whole time was like strength training. That was like the thing that I needed to find. Cause before that I'm searching like home workouts, you know, like the, the information, like you just get very different information with very different keywords, but strength training, that was like the thing that I found out appealed to me. I liked the idea of going to the gym, trying to get stronger, being able to compare like how, heavy I lifted today or how many reps I got today versus how much I did last week. That ended up being like the thing that clicked for me and kept me going to the gym. Cause when I was a teenager, like I'd gone to the gym once in a while, but never really like found like the thing that made it kind of stick for me, but trying to get stronger and, and trying to like make progress with like sort of like the major multi-joint movements, like the classic strength training movements are like barbell squats, bench presses, overhead press, deadlifts, barbell rows, chin-ups, you know, these big compound exercises. I kind of got super obsessed with it, honestly. So I was like probably like 180 pounds when I started lifting. And I was like an overweight 180 pounds because I just had like no muscle. And now I'm like 185 pounds and like way leaner than I, I was then. But I got super into strength training, which led me 
to get into like powerlifting because powerlifting is like the competitive version of strength training. And I competed in powerlifting for like four years and got a lot heavier. I got up to like 260 at, at my peak when I was like competing in powerlifting. And like my best lifts were like a 400 pound bench, a 551 pound squat and a 601 pound deadlift and a 270 pound overhead press. And I could do like two chin-ups, you know, <laughs> because I was fat. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I got like pretty strong, you know, in the like five or six years that I was training, training that stuff really seriously. Um, but in like the pursuit of maximal strength, you acquire a lot of injuries. And I had a lot of like lower back tweaks and stuff like that, that would set me back a bit. And then eventually I had like a really bad lower back tweak that I still kind of like struggle with now, where if I kind of like lift too heavy, or if like one rep isn't like 100% perfect, it'll like put me on my ass, you know, it's just like, Oh, I just like felt it right there. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. Um, but it's just like quite fragile now, yep. which kind of sucks. And that's kind of like the price I paid for kind of lifting competitively. Um, but I did that for a long, long time. You know, this, I was like 2013 was my last competition and I did like a strongman competition after that and got into some of that stuff. But then I didn't really train much from like 2014 or 2015 sorry until until really like this year is probably the first time that i've gotten back into training like very 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 consistently um there was some maybe like three or four months at a time throughout that like eight or nine year period where i would train two or three times a week but i'd always eventually like fall off of it mostly again because the injuries just made it not fun i couldn't lift heavy. So I had nothing motivating me. It was like, I'm going to go to the gym and lift like half as much as I used to be able to. This is so fun. You know, like that, that didn't really do it for me. Mm. So when I got into this whole fitness kick, like in May, I knew I wanted to get back into training. I, but I wanted to find like a way to do it that was going to be compatible with the weight loss goals. So the thing that sucks about like losing weight is you can't like just lose fat. You know, that's not possible. Your body is not a hundred percent efficient. You're going to lose some muscle, uh, even if you're losing mostly fat and you're certainly not going to get stronger if you already have like a pretty good strength base. Like I did, you know, I think someone who's like starting from absolutely nothing right. is going to get s stronger while losing weight for sure. Yep. But for me, like, you know, even after like not really lifting for like eight years, I could still bench 315. Like some of those like hard earned, like muscle gains, like they stick around, you know, which is kind of a nice <laughs> a nice benefit of like putting in all that work. But you know, I could still bench like three plates when I started this journey, but I knew it was just going to go down from there. Um, and that was going to like make training suck and not be fun and not be motivating. So what I changed is I changed all my training to be very sort of like body weight focused. Um, because the nice thing about body weight exercises is as your body weight goes down, those exercises get easier. Mm -hmm. So like I had a goal of doing 20 chin-ups for a long time. That's been like a lifetime goal. And chin-ups get so much easier the lighter you get, right? So if I'm losing weight and training chin-ups really hard, I'm gonna get better and better and better at those chin-ups. So it's like this nice, like good feedback loop that I wouldn't be getting if I was just doing strict barbell training. Mm -hmm. So I switched my workouts to be doing like a lot of chin-ups, a lot of like dips and I got a weight vest and started doing a lot of, a lot of weight vest stuff too. And the fact that I had this like bad, annoying back 
problem stuff meant I haven't been able to like squat heavy or deadlift heavy or anything in a long time anyways. So what I've been doing now for like the longest time is these like basically body weight, like weight vest sort of circuit workouts. So I'll slap on this like 20 pound weight vest and I'll do like three to five rounds of like four or five exercises. So like yesterday, for example, I start by doing like the McGill big three, which is like this core exercise routine that my physiotherapist kind of taught me when I was in trying to sort out my back. I do kind of like the most advanced progression of it at this point where I'm doing like 10 second hold of like a body weight plank, then a 10 second side plank on the right side, 10 second side plank on the left side, and then like a 10 second bird dog on each side, which is like an exercise where you're on like your hands and knees and lifting up opposite arms and legs. And you do like draw circles and stuff with your hands and your heels to like whatever. That has made a huge difference for strengthening my core and eliminating a lot of my back pain. So I'll do that. And then I'll do like yesterday, I did trap bar deadlifts, which is like the hex shaped deadlift bar. And I do that because it's easier on my back than straight bar. Like straight bar is totally safe if you do it properly, but it's easier to do the hex bar properly because you don't have that like two inch lever arm that can't be avoided with like a bar in front of you versus perfectly centered with your center of gravity. So I'll do like 10 reps at 220 on the trap bar with the weighted vest too. So that's like another 20 pounds because all this is done with the weighted vest. And then I'll do like six chin-ups with the weighted vest. And I do those like really hyper strict. So like stopping, totally paused, dead hang at the bottom of each one. Mm. And then I did like 10 push-ups. And I do the push-ups like really strict and explosively too. Because like I could do like 50 push-ups if I just want to just like bang through them really rapidly. But if you're going to go down kind of slow and then like aggressively try to like launch yourself up as hard as possible you can make them like a lot harder, you know? And since I'm just limiting myself to body weight plus the weight vest, I have to like find ways to sort of get the most of, out of everything that I'm doing. So I'll do like three rounds of that. And most recently I'm doing these like against a, a clock and trying to get these three rounds done in 15 minutes. So my workouts are now 15 minutes every morning, Monday to Friday. Mm. And I feel like awesome dude pumped up and jacked at the end of every workout. I love that because my limiting factor is always boredom. Like the idea mm-hmm. of an hour long strength training session or is just like, I can't really stomach it. Yeah. It's part of it is just like my nature where like I like people. And so when I'm doing fitness things with people or like around a game, like if I'm playing like ultimate Frisbee or climbing yeah. or whatever, it's like, yeah, attention spans so much longer. I'm willing to go like harder and whatnot and not even think about it. But when I'm like training, training by myself and like, I'm just, I'm doing this for the fitness benefits. Like, after like 30 minutes, I'm just like, so dull. How do, can, can I be done now? Yeah. And so I just like won't it stick sucks, with it. Dude. I won't stick with it if I like am trying to make myself do an hour. But if yeah. I'm just like, go for half an hour, I'm like, all right, I can go for half an hour. That's anybody can do that. Yeah. It's so like I have to like tweak my like plan to like match my <laughs> lack of uh, focus. Yeah. 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 I, I've always been like obsessed with like training efficiency you know like a lot of training economy is the word that people will use to just like you know maximize what you're getting uh so like i don't waste time with like curls when i could be doing chin-ups or or like tricep extensions or like chest flies i'd rather just bench because i'm gonna accomplish both of those things at the same time you know um so i've never really loved being in the gym for long periods of time although i will say like when i was competing in powerlifting 
I always trained with a training partner, like me and my buddy, John, and we'd get together three times a week. And sometimes our workouts would take two hours to get through, but it was fun because I was hanging with my buddy yeah. and we're chit-chatting about whatever and motivating each other. Like that was awesome. So if you can train with a training partner, I think that's great. And there's so much accountability there too, because it's like to train with a training partner, like you need to plan to be in the same place at the same time, which means like you have to tell them you're not going to come, you know, which again, is that like a little bit of extra friction. Yes. Training by yourself, it's, it's way harder to be consistent by yourself. Like I know a lot of people will do like classes or work with a personal trainer strictly because it forces it to be on the calendar instead of just being something that you do like at your own discretion, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I, I was talking to a friend recently about fitness stuff and I, I was realizing like, I think the, I think the biggest thing that would increase the amount that I like strength train would be a lifting buddy. Just like make it that thing. I wish there was a, like a way to do it remotely, mm. honestly. Mm. Um, Interesting. Because ideally, you know people in real life. But <laughs> yeah. I think like we're the world we live in now, like so many people, especially in the industries we work in, like most of my best friends that I talk to, you know, don't live near me, mm-hmm. you know. So it's hard to like find people to do that stuff with. I think like the thing that helps for me right now is I do like these workouts five days a week. And a lot of people will say, oh, you're supposed to take rest days and stuff like that. But the workouts aren't that hard for me. And I kind of just believe that your body adapts. You know what I mean? I think you can do things harder than, you know, than maybe you expect. Mm -hmm. But knowing that like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm working out like all five days. Like a a phrase my coach uses all the time is like, you have to just no choice it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You just have to tell yourself like there's no choice here. Like you just have to do it. So every single day now I wake up at like 6 a.m., I throw on yesterday's clothes so I don't like double the amount of laundry I have to do with like getting all gross in the gym. Nice. I go downstairs, I slam down my AG1, you know, to get my veggies that I don't think actually makes a difference at all, but I <laughs> it, it's a nice yeah. drinking something green at the beginning of the day just kind of reminds you that you're trying to be healthy, yeah, you know what I mean? And and then I walk my dog with the weight vest on. And I time it on my Apple watch and try to keep like a consistent pace. And that acts as sort of like my just general mobility warm up because I think trying to go and like lift heavy weights cold in the morning is like a terrible idea. So I'll do that. That takes me about 15 minutes to just kind of do our little route that we take every morning. And then I let the dog in the house and pour food in the bowl and just walk right back into my garage where I have my lifting stuff set up and start the workout on my apple watch and just like try to keep that 15 minute pace the whole time and then like i'm in the shower by like seven or by like 6 45 7 every morning you know um so it's it's a 30 minute commitment really if i don't dilly dally at all mm. and i feel like awesome i don't feel like i'm underdoing it i don't think i'm doing the bare minimum i have thought about like what i recommend training exactly this way to someone starting from scratch and i, I don't feel confident doing it i i think I get away with it because I think it takes less to sort of like maintain muscle than it does to build muscle. I don't think you could do the workouts that I do, like with the intensity that I do them without a strength base, Mm, you know? mm -hmm. Um, So I think I would still recommend the average person start with like a progressive barbell program of some kind, Mm -hmm. you know? Until they hurt their back and then they can switch to this. Until they hurt their back and then switch to this, yeah. But uh I, I don't know. I, if I knew with certainty that like this was all you had to do to like 
get in awesome shape. I, I, you will get in great shape doing this. I just don't know that like, I think I have a lot more muscle mass than most people. And I don't think I would have achieved it just doing this. I think I can maintain it doing this and I think I can improve it a, a bit still, but I still think ultimately like you're going to build more muscle trying to like build up to that like 300 pound bench press than you are just like doing what I'm doing now. But I don't know. I still think it's like a great option for someone who's like not interested in getting competitively strong. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And as always, like it's the compliance just like beats everything else. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, maybe it would be better. You might get better results if you did something longer or harder or yeah. multiple times a day or whatever. But like, who cares if you won't actually do it? Yeah, like you got to remember, like what you're actually comparing this to is doing nothing, not to doing the best thing because you're not going to do that thing. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, I think that's key. But I do think it's extremely effective too at the same time. You know, I like that tweak that I made recently where I'm like actually timing the workouts and trying to hit like a specific time has like, been awesome because like that's introduced that sort of competitive element that I didn't really have mm. in these workouts mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. And I did hit my like 20 chin up goal too, which nice. is awesome. So I can do 20 chin ups now. Nice. That's great. I always thought like peak, like badassery for me would be like, if I could bench 400 squat, 500 deadlift, 600 and do like 20 chin ups and like the same workout, you know, <laughs> Like you're a monster you, know, yeah. you can do that. Like um, the chin-ups is like the, that's like that anchor thing. That's like, uh, but are you fat? You know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, just being able to do that at all. Like that, that's been a been awesome, but like finding new goals now is hard. So these like sort of, um, time-based goals have been helpful. Nice. Um, because it just gives me something else to do, especially because, like, honestly, I don't enjoy exercise that much at this point. Same. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I love sport, like doing sports. Yeah. I really enjoy training for fitness. Is, I just find like boring from the first second to the last, generally. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I think it's, it's exciting and fun if you know it's like, I'm going to try and break a personal record today. You know, that I enjoyed mm. when I was doing the competitive lifting stuff. But just going in there to like be in shape so you don't die when you fall over when you're 80 or whatever, like uh, not that exciting. But knowing that I want to be done as fast as possible and like trying to gamify that a little bit and try to improve that has been uh, has been fun for sure. Nice. That's cool. We've talked about diet. We've talked about training. There's a, a third piece that I feel like gets not talked about as much, but I think can have a really huge impact on people's lives and like amount of pain they feel in them, which is like mobility practice, mm -hmm. which is a thing I started getting into maybe five years ago. I started following mobility wad mobility workout of yeah, the day. The Kelly Starrett, Kelly Starrett leopard stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I think this is a thing that tends to get neglected and is like, could actually be a really big bang for the buck for a lot of people, particularly our people. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a fairly sedentary job, um, even if you have a standing desk and a treadmill desk and you know, like you're moving around and stuff, like you're still basically locked more or less in one position for most of the day. Yeah. You just have these like there's just these classic things that happen, like your pecs get tighter and your like your hamstrings get all messed up because you're sitting on on them all day and your hips tend to get tight because they're shortened. And there's a bunch yeah. of these, these things that are really worth undoing. And like yoga is like a decent uh, I feel like most people's entrance to this, they're like, oh yeah, stretching. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, yoga is a thing, 
mobility being like kind of a more prescriptive targeted, like you're trying to lengthen your hip flexors because tight hip flexors pull your pelvis forward, which hurts your lower back kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I found mobility wad really good for that back in the day. Um, desk bound is his like for civilians book that I found really good. Um, yeah. So do you have like a mobility routine that you do every day or is it like varied day to day or what do you do? I try to do lots of like little movement things throughout the day. Like people often see me like kind of like stretch my neck or like move my, like put my hands behind my back and like lift them up kind of thing. Again, the sort of like compliance thing. The thing that tends to work for me is just I set a 10 minute timer before I go to sleep and I get out a, lac- okay. a lacrosse ball and I roll around on it on something that feels tight. And there's always something that feels tight. And so it's like upper back. Sometimes it's my neck. Sometimes it's my hamstring. I have like a a number of rollers too that I'll use. But I just like do 10 minutes. Timer goes off. I'm done if I want. I often end up going longer because it feels great. Yeah. It's kind of like that read one page kind of habit. And it it really makes me feel fantastic. And it makes me feel ready for bed in a way that's really nice. Like 10 minutes of like really getting into something and loosening it up. I just like kind of feel my whole body relax and I feel myself like slipping into sleep mode more easily. Yeah. And so I, I, I super recommend people kind of look into this and think about it. Very good. Yeah. I, I've done some of it. I never really stuck with it. Um, yeah, but I agree that it, I go in and out a quality of life. Yeah. Improver. I have a foam roller in my garage that I will torture myself with once in a while. Nice. If you've never foam rolled your IT band, that is like that's an experience. The very first time you ever do that is horrible, mm-hmm. like the worst thing ever. But I think I think this is a really good element for injury prevention, um, which is like yeah. kind of what keeps you in the game and keeps your quality of life high. Like I think being able to resolve some of your own chronic pain or prevent it in the first place is like almost even better, maybe than some of these fitness rewards. Just like oh, my back doesn't hurt all the time. I'd almost consider the stuff you're doing from McGill being to be like mobility work. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it depends how you define it. I think a lot of people think about mobility as like flexibility, which is uh, probably not really that. It's kind of like stuff to help you be more mobile in general. Well, yeah, it, it can yeah. be strength at like end range. I think it's like part of, of mobility. So it's like, can you, mm-hmm. yeah. Can you fire well when you're in a stretch position, which is not just flexibility. Yeah. But so that has been like a very good addition to my life. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm really into knees over toes guy these days. Do you know this dude? I have not heard of knees over toes guy. I get these little mobility crushes on people. And it was Kelly Starrett for a long time, but he seems like a little bit more out of the game. And uh, knees over toes guy, I uh, am into. Nice. Is that like an Instagram account or something? or uh, It's like a YouTube and an Instagram and a whatever. Okay. And he's got his own programs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like his... So he has some of these programs. And I like them because they're like usually pretty quick hits. And they are kind of like, here's six movements that probably everyone needs. Like yeah. you're probably tight through your thoracic spine. Your hip flexors are probably tight. Your hamstrings are probably tight. So it's just like, here's just like a series of things. It's a lot of weighted mobility work, like adding like weight to like a stretch kind of thing. Um, and I, I like his vibe. I like his style. And I think the exercises are really good too. Very nice. Very nice. Cool, man. Um, yeah, I think that's maybe a good place to wrap it up. My wife just texted me that she thinks she's just going to give birth to a baby in the next couple hours. So, Whoa. Um, All right. I think I need to go participate in that probably. <laughs> okay. But uh, Wow. Exciting. So that's exciting. Yeah, man. Yeah. Good so luck. Let's next time I get out of talk here. to you, I'll probably be a father of three. Amazing. Um, but this was good, man. I, I've been wanting to do this episode for a while and kind of, kind of run through this stuff. It feels like there's literally an infinite amount of stuff to touch on here totally. and like, it's, it's hard to get through it all and, 
and feel like you're skimming over things that you could get a lot deeper into. But uh, if anyone ever wants to talk more about this stuff, this is a topic that I could literally talk about forever. So shoot some questions on Twitter or whatever. Yeah, I kind of feel the same. Like I'd be happy to chat about this with folks. Yeah. Cool. Well, congrats on the fitness and congrats on whatever's about to happen. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) See ya. Cool. All right.